this. Oh, hallelujah. Are you ready? The heart of Christmas. We spent the last few weeks talking about, uh, about the heart of Christmas, about hope, about peace, about joy, and about love. And guess what? It's here. It's here. Um, and I, I'm ex- I love it. I'm so excited about it. The heart of Christmas. We're kind of wrapping up this series this, this, this morning that we've been going through about the true nature and meaning of Christmas. You know, there's always that Christmas uh, movie where you come home for the holidays. And it's like this, always in the movie, it's portrayed as this finally getting to the, it always snows. It's not going to do that. I don't believe. But there's always this idea of being home for the holidays. For me, Christmas, I, I come from a very... Uh, a family grounded very heavily in Christ and in church, and that has a tendency to make it also a very strong family. And I realize that's not always the case, but for me, it was definitely the case. I was raised in church my whole life. I, our family was very, very close and very strong, and I, every year, remember the joy, the glory of being home for Christmas. I remember when I first got married and I moved out of the house, I was not living at the house, but I remember Christmas morning, couldn't wait to get back and get to my parents' house where we would gather at my parents' house. And I would go in there and there was just something about that, the the peace, the joy, all of the things that would happen when I was at mom and dad's house. It was interesting to me how good I could sleep even on the couch at mom and dad's house because I was home. I was home. Now, I realize that, that in many situations and in many places, coming home for the holidays is not always like that. For some, coming home for the holidays is extremely stressful, maybe filled with pain and maybe some disappointments, and, 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 and those things definitely happen. Families who the holidays are sometimes not the picture of the Hallmark movie. And those are true emotions and true things that happen. But let me tell you something else I know, and this is truth. Everybody wants to feel like they can come home to a place. Everybody wants to feel like they belong. They want to feel and they want to have that experience of belonging. There's a longing inside the heart of every person to feel like 
we belong. You know, this world has a tendency to rip and tear and fill and try to put stuff or, or money issues or presents or gifts or stresses, try to put all of that other stuff upon us to try to break hope, peace, joy, and love. But here's the glory of it. This world is not my home. This isn't my home. And, all, and, and, and regardless of what happens in the world, when I think about Christmas, for me, Christmas is and will always be coming home. And what I want to share with you this morning, that that is the true heart of Christmas. And it's not this home. It's not a home on this earth. It's not a place that's here. It's a home that God has prepared for us. Why did Christ come? Turn to Matthew chapter 1. Verse 18. First of all, I hope you know that we celebrate Christmas because, for me, it's because of the understanding of Christ, the birth of Christ. No, we have no idea if he was actually born in December. I've heard everything. I've heard people say, well, it wasn't in December. Well, I got to be honest with you, I have no idea. I don't know when he was born, but I know this, he came. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. Now, the, the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to them in a dream, saying, Joseph, the son of David, fear not to take into thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost." She shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. The angel came to Joseph and said, Joseph, the reason Jesus is coming is to save people from their sins. The first purpose that God did, that Christ, the pur purpose, purpose of Christ, and as we celebrate Christmas, was to come and to set us free from the bondages of sin from all the things that separate us from God, came to unite us, bring us back to him. We were separated by our sin from God. He came to bring us back together. The second thing that I love about this, that we find that Christ came because he wanted to be with us. He wanted to be a God that was with us. Turn, turn me to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3, sorry, verse, uh, verse 14. Ephesians 3, 14. For this cause I bow my knee unto the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit on the inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passed knowledge and that he might, and, and, and you might be filled with all fullness of God. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us, 
Unto him be glory in the church by Jesus Christ throughout all ages and the world without end. Amen. So that Christ came so that he might dwell in you. Christ came that he might dwell. I love this. God's plan all along was to hang out with you. Well, how do you know? Genesis chapter 3. The Bible says that Adam and Eve were in the garden and in the cool of the garden said God came down and they heard him walking in the garden. Now they had sinned and, and separated themselves from God. How many of you think that was the first time God ever came down and walked in the garden? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think that was the first time God ever came around to go hang out with Adam. Pastor Dale, how did that work? I don't know. I wasn't there. But I know from the very beginning, God's purpose was to be with you. <laughs> that was his purpose. That was his plan. That was the beginning of all creation. I want to hang out with you. I want to be with you. It sent into the world. It separated Adam and Eve from God. Thus, through the generations, has separated man from God. Don't get all weird blaming Adam and Eve. I happen to know that you're a sinner too. If Adam wouldn't have eaten that apple, don't worry. I would have got it. When I was 13, I would have totally eaten the apple. Well, it wasn't an apple. I don't know what it was. I, I, don't get all spiritual on me. I don't know what it was. I would have, I would have eaten it when I, I, I would have been, I'd have been there. We have all sinned, and our sin has separated us from God. And God's purpose is to be with you. Because God's purpose is to be with you, he had to deal with sin. He sent his son to the earth to deal with sin so he could dwell with you. So that God could be a part of who you are. Jeremiah chapter 32. In the process of preparing men to understand what he was doing, Jeremiah... 32, God wanted to be with man. I'm going to give you a few more scriptures. I don't, I don't want to just, I like, I like putting lots of proofs of what I'm saying. Jeremiah 32, 37. 32, 37. He said, behold, I will gather them out of all countries, whether I have driven them in my anger and in my fury. And in great wrath, and I will bring them again to this place, and I will cause them to dwell safely. And they shall be my people, and I will be their God. And I will give them one heart and one way that they may fear me forever for the good of them and for their children after them. God began to make promises. Listen, I believe that the word of God is deeper than our understanding. I believe the Bible tells us that the things happened to Israel as examples for us. And God said, listen, Israel had begun to act the way they shouldn't act. And they were driven out from, from, from their land. And he said, I am going to gather them back together. I'm going to bring them back from wherever they're at, from wherever in the world they've spread to. I'm going to gather them in so that I can be their God and they can be my people. Jesus' purpose, the Father's purpose, the whole reason for, that, we, that, that he came and the whole reason we celebrate Christmas is because God said, I want to be with you. I want to be your God. I want you to be my children. I want to be with you. Woo. When I think about 
this Christmas. It's been a little fun because I've been studying these things and it has changed my perspective of tomorrow, I can tell you. Doesn't matter what else happens this year. I got the greatest gift that anyone could ever give. My God surrendered himself so that we could be together. I want them to be with you. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 3, the scripture begins to further talk about this. It talks about that, that I, I want a people whose my, my law is written into their hearts, not on tables of stone, just to purify. I just want you to understand that just because he said, I'm going to gather them in the Old Testament, it also means you under the new covenant where God takes his word and, and his being and his law and who he is, and he begins to write it on your heart. God wants to dwell with you intimately in a relationship that's one-on-one, you and him. He wants it to be personal, and he did it all for that relationship. That relationship written on your heart. Hallelujah. In John 17, the scripture tells us, that he did these things so that men, so that we could dwell together. Jesus beginning to pray, and he's praying for the church. And he said, Lord, make them to know me and become one like me so that we can dwell together. The heart of Christmas is about a creator God who wants to hang out with you. That's enough. If you don't get what you wanted this Christmas, tough. You got something better. If you're struggling financially this Christmas, it's okay because you got something better. It isn't about all of that stuff. It's about a God that wants to be with you. I couldn't buy, I, I, my, my wife and I, have, we have always loved buying for our children and buying for others. And then my children got married and we doubled. And then they multiplied. And you start doing the math, and you're like, if we got everybody one thing, oh, my Lord, they're each getting half. We love it, but we've begun to realize that it's, it's not about those things. You want me to tell you what it's about? This morning, all of my children, and I, I, I'm not, I, think, I think all of my grandchildren, maybe one, they're all here in this place. Now, that's a Christmas, (laughs) to see God doing those things. God wants to be with you. And then in John chapter 14, he gives a promise which I hold on to dearly. I'm going and preparing a place for you. Many times in my life when I thought about that place that God was preparing for me, I thought, yeah, someday. And then I get older and older and start doing the math of what the years that I might have left, and they're a lot less than what I've already put in. Looks a little bit like my retirement jar. The years left is a lot shorter than the years put in. Now, I'm planning on living forever, so it'd be okay, but the reality of what this of, of, of time begins to sneak up on me. 
And then I begin to lose family members and friends and people go on. And the joy of God preparing a place for me to see them again, to love those who I've loved, to be into that place with no more pain, no more sorrow, no more knee surgeries, no more hip surgeries. Come on, Tom, you know what I'm saying? The body, we, we don't have to worry about those things anymore. To dwell in that place with him begins to shine like a glorified light in my, in my heart. It brings, my, it brings such incredible joy. See, because of Christ, I have hope. I shared with you about five weeks ago that because of Christ, we have hope. Because of Christ, I have hope, not only in this life, but in the, in the eternity to come. Not only will God work out the problems and the situations, and he's always there. I, I, I know in whom I have believed, the scripture says, and he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him. God is in charge in my life, and I have hope. Because of him, I have so much peace. The world can go crazy if they want to. Because I know that all things work together for good. I know he is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above anything that I can ask or think. Because I know who my God is. I can be at peace. That's why I celebrate Christmas. Joy. Let me tell you something. There is nothing like the joy that I've begun to experience. One of my little grandbabies walked up to me one day, laid his hand on me, because he thought Grandpa wasn't feeling well. And my little grandson began to pray for me. That is exactly what happened to my heart. Ooh. Thank you, Jesus. See, when I've come to Christ, he made my life matter. He gave me purpose. He made everything that we do on this earth important. And then he, with that, guaranteed that I would spend eternity living in the joy with my family and with my friends and experience what only I can experience through him because he wants to dwell with me, not just now, but forever. That's the heart of Christmas. A God who wants to dwell with me forever. There is no greater joy than to know him and the power of his resurrection. I have no fear because I know him and the power of his resurrection. I have never, because of my relationship with Christ, I have never experienced love like only God has been able to show me. Last week, as I shared with you, I didn't deserve his love. I didn't deserve, matter of fact, I betrayed him a lot. <laughs> I didn't deserve his love, but he gave it to me anyway because of my relationship with Christ. I am loved. I know I'm loved. I have hope. I have peace. I have joy. And I have love. So let me tell you something. Because of Christ, because of the back of that preacher's Cadillac some 40 years ago, he wasn't a doctor then. He was just Russ Houck. Now he's Dr. Russ Houck. 
Some 40 years ago, I asked Christ to move into my heart, and he did, and he took me seriously, and he changed my life, and he changed my life forever. And I know that it's going to stick because it's been 40 years. He changed my life. And because of that, Christmas for me tells me one thing. I am home. I belong here in his presence with him. And that's what Christmas is about. He said, I am home. In Romans chapter 10, 13, the scripture says one other thing. Whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Christ surrendered himself, came to earth, lived his life, sacrificed himself, paid for your sins, died on a cross, was resurrected, took his blood to the mercy seat in heaven, laid his blood for you to satisfy the sins that you have done. Don't look at me and go, what sin? Because then you're a liar and lying's a sin because I know you have some. To pay for your sin. Why would he do such a thing? Because he wants to dwell with you. He wants to love you. He wants to know you. And he wants to be a part of your life. That is the story at the heart of Christmas. A God, a daddy, who says, I want to dwell with you. And I don't know where you're at. I know where I was when I was sitting in the back of that Cadillac. I know what was going on in my life. It was not godly and it wasn't serving God and it wasn't living for God. I know where it was. It was Dale, living for Dale, doing what Dale wanted, going Dale's own way. When in the back of that Cadillac, I realized that I was backslidden and falling away from God and I was not where I should be and said, God, forgive me and cleanse me and move into my heart wasn't a big service. Matter of fact, I didn't, tell, I didn't even tell the preacher who was in the front seat. Nobody knew but me and God in the back seat of that Cadillac. Nobody even knew. I don't, I promise you, you can ask Russ, but there's no way for him to, he didn't even know it happened. Because I just quietly in the back of that Cadillac said, I want you. And this morning, I'm going to tell you, If you will call on the name of the Lord, you will understand Christmas to the full nature of what it was all about, which is Christ coming for you. And I challenge you this morning, if you're backslidden and fallen away from God, you've got a few more hours before Christmas morning. Let's start this Christmas with the heart full of the creator God. I've heard somebody say, well, Jesus doesn't come and live in your heart. Well, I just read where it says that God, I just read back there to you out of the word where he said he's going to come and dwell in your heart by faith. So whatever. I know he's on the right hand of the throne of God. How does it all work? I don't know, but God wants to dwell with you. (laughs) That's what I do know. He wants to dwell with you. And if you will call upon him, he'll forgive your sins. He'll cleanse your heart. He'll make you whole. He'll begin to move in your life. He'll begin to show you hope, joy, peace, and love. He'll transform you 
and you will find a relationship with the Creator God. And that's what you'll get for Christmas, and it'll be the best gift you've ever received. All right, let's pray. Father, right now this morning, the heart of Christmas is a very simple message. Oh, you're not simple. Your word is complex, and there are so many, 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 many things that we could study. But the heart of Christmas can be rolled into one thing. God loves me. God sent his son, Jesus, to this earth to cleanse my sin and to reunite me with him so that once again we could walk in the cool of the day in the garden together. Once again, God and I could hang out together. And this morning, Father, if there are people that can hear me wherever you're at, I don't care what part of the world or where you're at or what's going on, there, has to, there doesn't have to be any fanfare. There doesn't have to be any, any big things. You might be in the back of somebody's car. It worked for me. But right now, wherever you're at, I challenge you. If you're not right with the Creator, stop. Father, forgive me. Cleanse me. I accept Jesus by faith in my heart that he might dwell in me, that you, O oh God, might dwell in me, that we might be one together, have a relationship. It is the purpose. It is the celebration. It's the reason we celebrate this Christmas season. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. <laughs>